Hello and welcome to the Daily Homily with Father Kevin Drew. Father Drew is the pastor of St. Anne's Church in Excelsior Springs, Missouri. Father Drew's Daily Mass can be heard weekdays at 11 Central on Catholic Radio Network Channel Gabriel 2. And now, here's Father Drew. A reading from the book of the prophet Ezekiel. Thus says the Lord, I will prove the holiness of my great name profaned among the nations, in whose midst you have profaned it. Thus the nations shall know that I am the Lord, says the Lord God, when in their sight I prove my holiness through you. For I will take you away from among the nations, gather you from all the foreign lands, and bring you back to your own land. I will sprinkle clean water upon you to cleanse you from all your impurities, and from all your idols I will cleanse you. I will give you a new heart and place a new spirit within you, taking from your bodies your stony hearts and giving you natural hearts. I will put my spirit within you and make you live by my statutes, careful to observe my decrees. You shall live in the land I gave your ancestors. You shall be my people, and I will be your God. The word of the Lord. I will pour clean water on you and wash away all your sins. A clean heart create for me, O God, and a steadfast spirit renew within me. Cast me not out from your presence, and your Holy Spirit take not from me. Give me back the joy of your salvation, and a willing spirit sustain in me. I will teach transgressors your ways, and sinners shall return to you. For you are not pleased with sacrifices. Should I offer a burnt offering, you would not accept it. My sacrifice, O God, is a contrite spirit. A heart contrite and humbled, O God, you will not spurn. The Lord be with you. Reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus again in reply spoke to the chief priest and the elders of the people in parable, saying, The kingdom of heaven may be likened to a king who gave a wedding feast for his son. He dispatched his servants to summon the invited guests to the feast, but they refused to come. A second time he sent other servants, saying, Tell those invited, Behold, I have prepared my banquet. My calves and fattened cattle are killed, and everything is ready. Come to the feast. Some ignored the invitation and went away, one to his farm, another to his business. The rest laid hold of his servants, mistreated them, and killed them. The king was enraged and sent his troops, destroyed those murderers, and burned their city. Then the king said to his servants, The feast is ready, but those who were invited were not worthy to come. Go out, therefore, into the main roads, and invite to the feast whomever you find. The servants went out into the streets and gathered all they found, bad and good alike, and the hall was filled with guests. But when the king came in to meet the guest, he saw a man there not dressed in a wedding garment. He said to him, My friend, how is it that you came in here without a wedding garment? But he was reduced to silence. Then the king said to his attendants, Bind his hands and feet, and cast him into the darkness outside, where there will be wailing and grinding of teeth. Many are invited, but few are chosen. The Gospel of the Lord. My friend, how is it that you came in here without a wedding garment? Christ's parables were made up stories, but they were believable because in explaining his kingdom, Christ brilliantly incorporated the goings-on of everyday Jewish life. 
the kingdom of heaven may be likened to a king who gave a wedding feast for his son. The Jews in Christ's time knew how to celebrate marriage feasts. The wedding feast at Cana, the site of Christ's first public miracle, is evidence of this. And we can ascertain from Christ's wedding parable that some sort of proper attire, perhaps a white robe, was issued or required to attend Jewish weddings. This wedding parable took place in the middle of a duel between Christ and the Pharisees, who, of course, wanted Christ dead. And indeed, Christ would be dead shortly after he gave this parable, for he gave it during Holy Week, the week of his death. The wedding parable came on the heels of Christ's parable about the vineyard owner's son being killed by his father's servants. The symbolism was not lost on the Pharisees. They understood that they were the murdering servants in Christ's parable. The Pharisees also understood the symbolism in the marriage feast parable. They understood that they were the invited guests who did not show up for the wedding. So the king went and found other guests, just regular people from all walks of life, to fill up his banquet hall. The one proviso was that the guests had to be issued a wedding garment and they had to be wearing it if they wanted to join in the feast. Do you understand the parable? What else could this wedding garment be but the white robe of sanctifying grace? It is issued to Christians at their baptism when the king pulls us off the street and welcomes us to the feast. The garment is free. We did nothing to merit it. For the king loves us so much that he desires all of us to go to his wedding. That is why he sends his servant, the church, out to the main roads and the off-roads to find all that are willing to come. If we accept the invite, we had better not be so indifferent or rude to lose the garment or throw it away. Understand the symbolism and understand that Christ, because he would be dead in a couple of days, was dead serious about this. If one refuses his invitation or shows up without the proper garment, then nothing less than eternal damnation awaits him. He will be cast into the outer darkness where there will be wailing and grinding of teeth forever. The kingdom of heaven may be likened to a king who gave a wedding feast for his son. My friends, that is what the holy sacrifice of mass is, Christ's wedding feast. That is why we should come in the proper bodily attire because we understand the symbolism. Since we are body and soul composites, the clothing helps us be properly disposed for the feast. Holy Mass, then, is likened to the kingdom of heaven. It is a dress rehearsal for the great everlasting banquet. Christ was dead serious about our salvation. We better be too. We better arrive with our freely issued wedding garment, never being so crass or indifferent as to throw it away. After all, the king's son 
bought the garment for us with his blood. Mm-hmm.